Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov, to all of you listeners of this beautiful station, which broadcasts only Divrei Torah, Divrei Musar, Divrei Alachan, of course, religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I want to speak about the Parashat Vayera, which we read yesterday. As we look into the first two passages of the parasha, we see a huge contrast between two different behaviors, the behavior of Avraham Avinu and the behavior of Sedom. Well, the first passage which describes how Avraham Avinu received the guests he had three guests that came. Actually, he went, he went out looking for guests, even though it was the third day after his Brit Milah. He was in pain. The, it was extremely hot, but that did not deter him from going around and trying to get guests. But Hashem brought the guests. He didn't have to go very far. So he took him in. And what what... What kind of meal did he give him? Something unbelievable. A sumptuous meal and a huge amount. For example, he gave him three, three calves. He took three calves and he took three tongues from the calves. Each one had a tongue for himself. Three calves for three people. Then he, he told his wife, Go ahead, Mahari, take Shilosh Seim. Three seim of flour. Do you know what three seim of flour is? It's a huge amount. Probably over 40 pounds. For three people? Three calves? And so much flour for three people? But this is Avraham Avinu. It's not just uh, has a midah of hesed. This is goes beyond regular hesed. This is Super Hesed, the peak of Hesed. As we say, Titan Emet Le Yaakov, Hesed Le Abraham. Abraham is a symbol of Hesed. Then we have just the opposite, complete opposite pure evil. Immorality was rampant in Sodom. People we're going with other for the same sex all the time. They're going with beasts. And especially, they were against the poor. They had a rule. It was forbidden to help a poor. If a poor man comes in, they don't, no one helps him. He stays there a few days until he starves to death, never goes out. Comes in, don't go out. And if someone, God forbid, went ahead and defied the ban, it was very severely punished. The Midrash says that a lady who somehow beset her, you know, she gave, uh, she helped a certain poor man. They found out about it later on. They took her, they poured honey over her body, they took her to the forest and let the bees come and take from that honey until she died. It's just the opposite. Pure evil. 
Now, in fact, we see that later on, you know, uh, when when uh, the two Malachim came uh, to Lot and they took him in, they came and said, get him out. We want him out. They wanted to sodomize them. But yet, despite the fact that these are so evil, which is just the opposite of what Abraham believes. It's like enemy. So Abraham should have been very happy. These are my enemies. Hashem wants to destroy them. Fine. He should be happy with it. No. Even though he was like giving hesed all the time, but he went beyond that. Even the enemy, he went ahead and prayed for them that Hashem should not destroy them. That is unbelievable. This is the gadlut of Abraham Avinu. But you see, we inherited this, this, this characteristic traits of Abraham. The Bnei Israel, Arahmanim, merciful, Baishanim, reserved, Gomle Hasadim, they do acts of good deeds. But there are other people in this world who are pure evil. When you have a man or a woman coming out of nowhere and seeing a civilian passing by and taking a knife and stabbing them for no reason, that is pure evil. That is evil. This is what's happening in Israel. And you know what? We're like Abraham Avinu. Those same terrorists, if they're wounded, we take him to our enemy. We take him to the hospital. We care for them. Make him, make him better until they, they're okay again. Matter of fact, about a year ago or so, many uh, wounded Syrians crossed into Israel. They needed care. And Israel actually built a makeshift hospital for all those to treat them and send them back. This is the difference between the Bnei Israel and the Goyim. Now, they claim they are oppressed by the Israelis. Oh, they, 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 uh, they're afflicted by us. You know what? The Palestinians in Israel, who are Israeli citizens, have the best life, better than any other Palestinian in the Arab world. You know, I, I saw something about uh, a famous Egyptian playwright. His name is Ali Salem. And he was interviewed on Egyptian TV by an interviewer who was a Sonei Israel. And he said, so what do you think of Israel? And he says to them, Israel is not our enemy. Hamas is the one that's killing Egyptian citizens. Israel is interested in a strong Egypt. Since the peace treaty, we never had any problems. They're not. So then the interviewer says, but you see how happy they are, what's happening in Syria. So this playwright says to him, now that you mentioned it, let me tell you. 
the only Arab Syrians who can sleep at night for eight hours without any worry, without any concern, are those Syrians who are in the Golan Heights under Israeli control. That's, that's what it is. They're having the best. You know, there was, uh, you know, who's, who's in, inciting all this thing, of course, is the, uh, uh, the leaders, you know, the MKs, uh, the members of Knesset and, and Abbas, and they, they're, all, they're, the, they're the ones inciting all these things. One of these members of Knesset, a very influential one, an Arab, his name is Ayman uh, Ode. He was being interviewed in the city of Nazareth by Channel 2 TV in Eretz Israel. It was live interview. Right in the middle of the in the middle of the interview. The mayor of Nazareth. His name also happens to be Ali Salem. The mayor passes by and he stops and screams at him in the middle of the interview. It was take it was all recorded. You know what he was saying to him? He quote, get out of here. Enough with the interviews. You ruined the city for us. You've ruined everything. Go to Haifa. There wasn't a single Jew here today. Not even one. You're destroying our town. Because they used to have many, many Jews coming to shop. Now they're not coming. So who's suffering at the end? Themselves. They're causing trouble and they're suffering. It's amazing. But there's one thing, one moral lesson we're going to take from here, and that's the following. We had two passages, one that's telling us about hesed and good deeds, the other one about pure evil in Sodom. Which one prevailed and which one was crushed? Abraham Avinu prevailed and Sodom was, uh, was destroyed completely. What does this mean? It means evil is bad. Haman in Mashimov Zichro was evil. He wanted to eliminate the Jews. What happened? He was destroyed. Hitler in Mashimov Zichro. Same thing. He wanted to eliminate the Jews. Hasbi Shalom. Hitler and his whole war machine was crushed. Saddam Hussein, same way. Well, perhaps I can make a prediction that the same thing is going to happen to all evil. ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, it will take time, but they will be crushed too. Why? The Torah says that evil will never win. This is what the moral of the stories, the two the passages that we have. Now, as we're talking about Sodom, let me turn a little bit to speak about Lot and Sodom. Sodom was destroyed, but Lot was saved. Ah, he was saved. Why was he saved? Is it only because the nephew of Abraham Avinu? That's it. Well, he was living in Sodom, right? If he was living in Sodom, then he, he should deserve uh, the same thing as they are. 
But the answer is, even though he was living there, he was not like them. He was different. And let me, let me show you why. It says in the parasha that when the two Malachim came to Sodom, the two Malachim came, why two? Because one was supposed to destroy Sodom and the other one was supposed to save Lot. So they came and it says, Lot was sitting at the gate. Usually the gate, you know, they had the judges. And Rashi tells us that he appoint, they appointed him as being the judge. Now, a judge of a town is supposed to uphold the law. But you know what? He went against the law. It says, Vayar Lot, Vayakom Likratam. Lot saw these two angels and he ran to them. And he said to them, Please come to me. Suruna el bet abdechem. Now it doesn't say bo'u na come. Suru, suru meaning, you know, go around about where so people should not see. He went again, he, he did everything against the law in order to show he is different from the others. The others hate poor people. They hate guests. They hate helping people coming in as strangers. He is different. He says, come. He said, no, no, don't worry about us. They said, well, we'll just uh, sleep in the street. He insisted, no, come. Amazing. And after that, he made a feast for them. And we're talking about a judge who's not going to uphold the law. He goes against his, his own uh, position. Obviously, in such a case, he deserves to be saved. Because the whole, the, the main reason why Saddam was destroyed is they hated the poor. They wouldn't help the poor. Oh, there was immorality. Obviously, there was a lot of things. But this was the clincher. Well, why did they do that? See, Saddam, they had it all, you know. They had all they needed. They were self-sufficient people. They had bread, they had gold, they had silver. They were, they, whatever they needed, they had. But we are not going to share it with anyone. We're not sharing it. It stays here. No one else is going to have any part of it. Now we can understand what the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avot. Ha'omer sheli sheli, a person who says, what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. Zomita benunit. He says, well, it's like a, 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 a medium type of a, uh, of a virtue. Ve'yesh omrim. Zomidat sedom. A person who says what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, he says there are yesh omrim. This is the midah of Sodom. Now we can understand what this is the midah of Sodom. Sodom is saying what's mine is mine. You can't have any of it. If you say mine, okay, belongs to me, yours belongs to you, but you can share mine also. 
I'm going to do chesed with others. That's one thing. But Sdom was different. Sheli, Sheli, that's it. You cannot touch it. That was, that was the problem. And being that they were self-sufficient and this and that, so Vaishmani Shurun Vaibad became uh, uh, very uh, uh, authoritative in, in, in their own way. And Kohivi Osim Yadi, you know, we, we, we're strong people. We can do what we want. We don't care about anything or any deity or anything like that. That's Sedom. Now, if you ask, well, you're saying they were not doing Sedaka. Okay, they were not doing Sedaka. You say, well, maybe Sedaka is not part of the Shiva Mitzvot Benenoah. Nachon? The Shiva Mitzvot Benenoah do not include Sedaka. So why would they be punished with that? Rabbeinu Yonah Shalom said the following. He says, we have, sometimes we have to apply our sechel. He says, something that's logical, that a person has to help another person. Olam chesed And he doesn't do it. That's bad. It doesn't have to be prescribed. It doesn't have to be commanded or ordered. This is something that's logic. This midah of chesed is something that we all understand. And that is why we said, the Bnei Israel are gomle hasadim, rahmanim gomle hasadim. Lot was gomel chesed. Because he was gomel chesed. He was rewarded. Person who does chesed, HaKadosh Baruch helps him. Uh, I want to tell you a little story. And this has to do with Rabbi Yonatan Ayyubshut Shalom lived about 300 years ago in Europe. When he was maybe 18, 19, he got married very young. And because he was, uh, he was a genius, you know, at that, you know, even when he was young, a, a tremendous uh, scholar, a Torah giant. So his father-in-law gave him something like 3,000 gold uh, coins. He says to him, this is for you. You, you don't have to go to work, sit down and learn. What happened is that in his town, he had a friend, a chabruta that he was learning with, who was a kana'i, real kana'i. And the goyim in Mashimam over there, they tried always to do something against the Jews, make him angry. So they decided they're going to build a church right across from the synagogue. Right across from it. With a huge cross. Now, this, uh, this friend of Rabbi Yonatan, you know, he, he just couldn't take it. So the, at the end, at the completion of the, uh, of the building, one night, he just went by himself. And he went inside. He went all the way up with the crosses, with a hammer and chisel, and he broke the cross. It fell down, made a big noise. And uh, the priest comes out, running after him. He lost his way. They caught him. They beat him up. 
and they put them aside in a room, locked them in. And obviously, uh, what they were going to do with him is uh, kill him. Abiyonatan, Aibshis, Lava Shalom, when he saw the next day his friend didn't come, that oh, maybe he's not feeling well. But the next day when they didn't come, he knew something's, something's going on. So the word got around that uh, someone tried to uh, uh, get inside the, the church and, and they caught him. They're holding him until the trial, which obviously will be uh, 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 killing him. So he knew right away what it was. So he figured one way to get out of this is to try to bribe the priest. And he took his whole fortune, 3,000 gold coins, without telling his wife, went over to the priest, and he said to him, I'm giving you this whole thing if you let my friend go. Let him go, he'll run away, he'll never come back again. Well, uh, when the priest saw such a fortune, obviously he agreed. Fine. Let him go. Run away. Now, Rabbi uh, uh when he came back home, he didn't know what to say, so he told his wife, I'm going to go away for a couple of days. I'll be back in three days. In the meantime, the next day, everyone else in the church says, where's, where's the Jew that we caught? Can't find him. So they asked the priest, the security priest, where is he? He says, well, well I know him. I think maybe he, uh, he ran away. I, I don't know. So right away they suspected that he was the one that let him go and he was bribed. So they had a meeting and he was listening to the meeting and he realized that what they were going to do is take him and kill him for letting the Jew out. So he took all the money that he had personally, plus the 3,000 gold coins, and he went to Rabbi Natan's wife. He wasn't there at the time. He explained to her the whole thing. He says, listen, I know the only person I can trust here is your husband and you. Because look what he did. He took his whole fortune, gave it to me just for the purpose of letting his friend go. I can trust you. Keep this for me. I have to run away. If I, if, when I come back, you give it to me. If I don't come back, keep it. Next day, they heard that that priest, as he was running away, he went into the river. He drowned into the river. The word went around that he drowned. So now Rabbi Natan comes home. He doesn't know what to say. He's sad. He has to tell his wife that he lost all his fortune. He comes in, his wife is smiling. Oh, I know all about it, she says. We, we should be happy now. Not only we got our money back, we got even more. 
Hesed, Olam Hesed Ibane. Akadush Baruchu will reward someone who does something good. We do Hasadim, Akadush Baruchu will help us. In fact, the Torah says, I mean, the Nevi'im, it says that, try me. Give Ma'asa. Give Tzedakot with Ma'asa. Give. You'll see. Akadosh Baruch Hu will reward you even more. We're not allowed to make a test with Akadosh Baruch Hu. But this is one case. This, you can test me. You will see that you will do better. Hesed, Akadosh Baruch Hu knows what it is because he knows we are Gomleh Hasadim. And Hashem will always reward us for that. Let's keep in mind. Hesed will always prevail. We had, as we said in the beginning, Abraham Avinu was Hesed, Saddam was evil. But the Hesed prevailed. The evil didn't. Evil shall never win. Rabutai, I want to remind you again about this beautiful station. Try to help as much as you can because they only live on your contributions. Also, I think I mentioned last week that we have completely renovated, completely from top to bottom, our social hall downstairs. Beautiful ballroom. If you have a simha, any kind of a simha, brit milah, wedding, bar mitzvah, you will see you would love it. Come, if you have a simha, come, take a look at our place. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Shalom and Shavuatov.